All right, it's the Keith to the City Rangers podcast, and the Rangers pick up a 3-2 to two win on Tuesday night at the Garden against the Sabres. Their fourth win in six games and uh, in the second quarter of the season after going 4-7-3 and three in the first quarter of the season. They're now 4-2 and two here in the second quarter, so exactly on pace sort of what they have to do over the remaining three quarters of the season after that atrocious start. They have to win two of every three games the rest of the way. And they've done that here. They beat the Flyers. They beat the Capitals. They lose to the Flyers. They beat the Bruins. They lose to the Bruins. They beat the Sabres. So 4-2 and two here in the last six. More consistent efforts, more improved performance from the team. And doing so without Artemi Panarin, without Capo Caco, without Jacob Truba, without Philip Hedl. Surprising efforts here. More of the type of hockey we expected to see from the Rangers this season than what we saw over the first 14 games of the season. And if you were one of the 1,800 at the Garden on Tuesday night, one of the few fans allowed in the building, and you were late to the game uh, and you paid a premium price to see the game, well, you missed it because the game was pretty much uh, over in three minutes, or at least the action in the game was. The Rangers scored 28 seconds into the game, Buchnevich from Fox and Zibanejad. 27 seconds later, the Sabres answer, Sam Reinhardt from Victor Olofsson, Jack Eichel. And the Rangers answer, just a minute and 41 seconds later, Alexei Lafreniere from Buchnevich. And then after that, the Rangers added a third goal in the second period. Uh, the Sabres cut that 3-1 deficit to 3-2, and then the third period scoreless. So really, those first two minutes and 36 seconds of the game normally when the fans are still trickling in in the season in which all fans are allowed into the building or you're standing in the beer line or you had that extra pregame beer at the bar and you and, and you didn't make it in in time for the few first few minutes or you're standing uh you know, in the tunnel waiting for a whistle, which is always the worst. Uh, you missed it. You missed the game. 2.36 into the game. The game's over. Uh, the Rangers hold on 3-2 to two to beat the Sabres, and they now have 19 points on the season through 20 games, five points under pace of where they would need to be right now or I think they would need to be to make the postseason. If they were sitting at 24 points at 20 games, it'd be a lot better. They still wouldn't have a postseason spot right now, but they'd be more within reach. So they're six points out of a postseason berth, and uh, they're six points behind the fall for that final postseason berth in the east and the flyers still have a game in hand on them so they're gonna have to keep on winning the way they have recently and they're gonna have to keep on doing that all the way through the end of the season their three-game homestand is over now they go two and one with beating boston beating buffalo losing to boston now six game road trip two in new jersey two in pittsburgh two in boston they're gonna have to keep playing the way they did on, on tuesday even though i know david quinn said he necessarily liked the effort from his team but they won the game. So there's games earlier in the season. He loved the effort and they lost. And on Tuesday, they didn't, he didn't like it and they won. So that's sort of the ebbs and flows of the season. They just have to do enough to erase the damage they did at the beginning of the season. And all this talk on Tuesday was about Jack Eichel playing against the Rangers, playing at the Garden, potentially his future team, potentially his future home. Uh, it's reportedly unhappy in Buffalo in his sixth season there. He's never played in a postseason game. The team hasn't necessarily only surrounded him by the greatest of talent some odd coaching decisions along the way there and uh it does seem like Eichel will be moved when someone of his stature gets to the point where it's it's public knowledge that they're unhappy they seemingly always get moved it's very rare that a player and is then eventually either talked back into the franchise or ends up staying or they make him happy enough and so it does seem like Eichel will get moved and I think it's most likely he'll get moved in the offseason followed by him getting moved at the trade deadline, followed by him staying with the Sabres in that order. I think it's most likely he does get moved in the offseason. They'll have more teams potentially involved for him. There'll be more cap space to work with. 
Uh, the teams will have a better landscape of what they want to do next season and what's expected to be a full season starting on time. So I do see him getting moved, but not until the summer. And I also don't think it's going to cost what some reportedly think it will cost. It's not going to take Lafreniere or Kako plus Miller plus a first rounder plus the Banerjee. It's not going to come anywhere near that. Once a player has made it known that he wants out, the team he plays for is certainly negotiating from weakness. The Rangers aren't going to have to pay full value for him. Not that they would have to either because he's having a down year and it's not like he's a bargain at $10 million a season. I mean, it is fair value for him, but it's not like they're getting him at a league minimum or, or some crazy deal where they're not going to have to pay salary and then they have to give up more in assets. I do think he will be a Ranger. It just seemed inevitable that that will happen the same way it did with Rick Nash. Same kind of situation, though Nash was a few years older. Nash was also a better scorer. Um, but Eichel's younger. He plays the more demanding position. He plays the more coveted position. So it kind of equals each other in that sense that he hasn't put together the goal totals that Nash did at a time in the league when it was much harder to score goals, by the way. But I do think he will get moved. I do think he'll be a Ranger. And uh, I wrote about that in this uh, week's Rangers thoughts on Keep to the City. So you can read all about it there. Just to sort of reiterate the point that I do think Eichel will be a Ranger. And if I think back to three years ago, right around this time when the Rangers put out that letter that they were uh, going to sort of dismantle their team, the core of their team, eventually really their whole team. They traded away Ryan McDonough. They traded away Nash. They traded away JT Miller. They traded away Zuccarello and Hayes. Uh, they bought out Lundquist and they did all these moves and it, you thought it would be a while. I didn't even know how long it would be till the Rangers were relevant again. They talked to, you know, a few years away and we're only three years away here. And certainly you didn't see them landing Panarin via free agency. You didn't see them luckily getting the number two pick, then miraculously getting the number one pick, then hitting on both Fox and Miller and finding the heir to Lundquist on the first try and Shesterkin. Some teams don't have a goalie for decades. Look at the Islanders. They've been trying forever. So the Rangers have done it well here. They've also gotten very fortunate, very lucky along the way uh, via the draft by getting the number two pick, by getting the first pick. But aside from that, they've done it the right way, and uh, they're being rewarded for it. And to think back to then and to have all these things go right for them, and now they could be Jack Eichel's next home. It's an exciting time. It, it really is. And I know that this season, it's going to take a lot for them to get to the postseason. It's a stretch to really see them in the postseason at this point. So many things have to go right. They have to win two-thirds of their games the rest of the way. And they have to leapfrog Pittsburgh. They have to battle with the Islanders and the Flyers and the Capitals and the Bruins. And it's going to be tough. And they put themselves in a hole that is kind of insurmountable in a 56-game season. The Rangers, to win two out of every three... For the last 36 games, it's going to be tough. You need to go 24-12 and 12 here. It's tough. That's why I said before the season started, you can't stack losses. And they did that. They had two four-game losing streaks in the first quarter of the season. You can't have that happen if you think you're going to make the playoffs and you play in the toughest division in the league. So they've got their work cut out for them here for this season and these upcoming six games. But the more you get the sense that the Sabres are going to move Eichel, the more you get the sense that it's going to be the Rangers because they have the cap space, they have the assets, they have the right pieces to complete a trade. Doesn't mean it's necessarily going to happen, but it makes a lot of sense. <laughs> yeah, he could end up with the Kings, he could end up somewhere else. It just seems like the Rangers are the perfect fit. 
So as the Rangers get ready for the Devils on Thursday and Saturday, then a little back-to-back there on Sunday night in Pittsburgh, followed by Tuesday in Pittsburgh. Some big games coming up for them here. They've got to keep putting together these two points. They've got to keep winning these games. Again, if you want to read more about my thoughts on Jack Eichel, head to keeptothecity.com. But that'll do it for today. I'll be back on Friday to talk Rangers-Devils. Thanks for listening.